Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. My name's Darren. Shepherds uh, in the fields at night provide a sort of a perfect picture of everything we've been contemplating tonight as we've worshipped and celebrated together. The idea of people literally in the darkness, but for people who were shepherds to be on the outside or the periphery of their society and their culture, it gives us a sense of some of that feeling of exile and that longing for uh, togetherness and that longing for solidarity. They were in the dark, they were on the outside. I don't know if you've ever worked with animals at all, but working with animals is a very uh, a very difficult business that requires a lot of patience. I've never uh, I've never been a shepherd, but I have three dogs. I was just trying this morning to get my dogs to take a Christmas picture, and uh, here's what we got. Uh, they were willing, maybe they were willing for a second to uh, to pose on the chair as long as there were hands around, and as soon as the hands start to move away, look what happens. Uh, no, no, I, like, I'm like, oh, no, yeah, the dog, they're gone, right? So what I get is a butt in a chair. That's basically what I get. And uh, then we have another dog. We have a third dog named Rosie, and she's like 15 years old. I don't know how long she's going to live. I keep thinking she's going to go to heaven one Christmas, but not so far. When we were all done, she jumped up on the, uh, she jumped up on the chair, and she would have sat there all day. She would have sat there all day. So look, I don't have a ton of experience shepherding sheep, but I've tried to shepherd these dogs and it's an impatient business. You know what I'm saying? It's a, uh, it's a little wearisome and tiring. So here we have these shepherds on the hillside and they're literally in the dark. They're on the periphery of their society. They're uh, outsiders in some ways. They're having to demonstrate waiting, even just to take care of all of these animals. And they're an unlikely crew for whom angels will appear and sing a song. The angels show up, by the way, and it says when they first arrive that the the shepherds are terrified. Of course they were terrified. Angels uh, come with a bright light. By the way, kiddos, you did a great job creating an angelic host here for us tonight. Well done. But when these angels show up, and at first there's just one, you can imagine why the shepherds were afraid. Out in the middle of nowhere, in the dark, they had no street lights, they had no electric light, they're out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden there's an angelic visitor, and he arrives, and they probably thought their lives were over. And so it tells us that the angel shows up, and he's terif- the, the, the shepherds are terrified. And then the angel says this. The angel says, hey, you don't need to be afraid. In fact, what he says is, fear not, right? For I bring you, he says, great news... For all of the people, the exact, uh, the exact translation of this or the English translation, we read it a second ago, but it says in verse 10 of Luke 2, the angel said to these shepherds, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I love that phrase at the end of that sentence, all the people. It's not just for the shepherds. This isn't just good news for Mary and Joseph. It's not just good news for the people of Israel. It's good news for those who are in the darkness. It's good news for those who feel like they're in exile or they feel like they're wandering. It's good news for those who feel like they're unlikely to be chosen or recognized or loved by God. All the things we've been reflecting on tonight that the arrival of Christ bears witness to. The angel scares them at first, but then he says to the shepherds, nah, you don't need to be afraid. I brought you a great message. In fact, the message I brought you is great news, and it isn't just for you. It's a great message for all the people. He says this in verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. I love the fact that he doesn't say unto Mary and Joseph is born a savior or unto the people of Bethlehem is born a savior, but he says to them, This Savior is born today to you. To who? Shepherds. 
scaredy cats out in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the field. He says, there was a savior born today. And you know, that savior was born. It was born unto you. And by connection, that savior we're celebrating tonight was born to each and every one of us as well. He says, I bring you good news that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He says, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. For all of us, we've grown up from the time we were born seeing nativity sets that have the little manger with the teeny baby in it. If you like to play a trick on your parents, maybe you take the, uh, the baby out and you hide it. Or you put it in another room. Maybe you put Yoda in there or the Mandalorian. Somebody else, you drop them in Transformers or X-Men or whatever. But we're used to seeing that little baby, plastic or ceramic or whatever, sitting in the manger. And so when we hear the angels say, hey, the sign to you of this incredible news is the baby will be in a manger. We go, yeah, we know. Like the baby's in a manger in every picture we've ever seen, every illustration. But for them, that would have been weird. They didn't put babies in mangers. A manger is essentially like a dog dish. It's a food trough, right? So imagine if the angel had showed up and said, hey, you're going to find a baby wrapped in claws and and the the way you're going to know that this is the baby we're talking about is you're going to find that baby and it's going to be lying in a styrofoam soda cooler, right? You'd be like, that's weird. You can put a baby in a soda cooler. You probably shouldn't. But when you stumble across the baby in the styrofoam cooler, you'll know that's the baby the angels were talking about. You understand? The angels looked at the shepherd and they said, hey, when you get into Bethlehem, you're going to find the baby we're talking about. It'll be lying in a dog dish. It'll be lying in a food trough. And so when they found the baby, they rejoiced because they knew that the great news the angels had told them about would be fulfilled in this particular child. They say, you'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. Remember, at first it's just one. They were scared of one. Now there's a multitude, like what we got up here. And now they're all jumping in, right? Have you ever just wanted to like be a part of the choir? Have you ever, maybe you were listening to the handbells tonight, or you're listening to our musicians tonight, and you wish you could get up here and sing with them, right? Imagine one angel gets to come at first and deliver this great news for all people. And all of the other angels kind of hunkering on the edges going, man, we, we want to be a part of this. And then there's a moment where the doors are thrown open and now there's a heavenly host. Now there's a multitude of angels and here's their song. They're praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. The song of the angels, as we see it in Luke chapter two, is a song of glory for God in the birth of Christ and a song of peace for women and men on earth. And that might seem interesting to you because we don't necessarily live in a time of peace. We can think of wars that are happening tonight in places around the world. We can think of conflict. We can think of disruption. We can think of all kinds of things that are not peaceful. And yet it says that the arrival of this Jesus brings glory for God and peace for men. So what's that talking about? Well, it's talking about a now and not yet kind of peace. You see, for each and every one of us, there is the opportunity right now. And as soon as Jesus came, there was the opportunity. We were moving toward the opportunity to be reconciled with God. You see, all of us are broken. All of us are sinners. We're all unlikely. We're all in the darkness. We're all wandering in an exile. And this Jesus is for us. It's good news for all people because we're broken. We're sinners. We're separated from God. Jesus comes to the earth and is born a baby, but he comes to the earth to rescue us to repair that broken relationship between us and God. And so Jesus comes to the earth, and yes, he's born a baby, but he doesn't stay a baby, he grows. And eventually Jesus will take the sin of the world, that's your sin and mine, all of our brokenness, all of the things we do that fail to glorify God, that have separated us from him, that have broken our relationship with him, 
We can't repair that ourselves. Jesus comes and he takes our sin upon himself and he dies on the cross and sheds his blood in order to pay the penalty for our wrongdoing. He's buried and he rises from the dead. And in doing that, he proves he has the power to make dead things live. He proves that he has the power to reconcile our relationship, to find peace with God. When the angels sing glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace with whom those he finds favor, right? What that's saying is that it is possible for us to have peace with God, even though we're sinners. And that only happens through the shed blood of Christ, his death and resurrection. If you here tonight have never put your faith in Christ, I would want to remind you of what it says in John three sixteen that God loves you so much. He loves the world so much that he gave his only son that anybody who believes in him won't perish, but instead will have eternal life. If you're here tonight, whether you came from the neighborhood, you're with family, friends, whatever, if you believe in the death and resurrection of Christ, you can find peace with God right here and now. But it's only found through Jesus. When the angels sing glory to God and peace on earth, they're talking about that ability to be reconciled. And they sing and shout that celebration. Now that peace between us and God will eventually grow to the place where Jesus will come back and he will make peace between all men. And we will see peace on this earth in the future because of Christ. And while that day has not yet arrived, what we have the opportunity to celebrate tonight is the peace that we can have with God and with each other because of Christ. You know, it's interesting. I I think it's purposeful. I know it's purposeful that Jesus came, excuse me, the angels came to these shepherds on the hillside. It occurred to me this week that if the angels had come to religious people, those religious people might have been tempted to hold the announcement of the arrival of the Messiah for the elite or the insiders, the people that they felt like earned that or deserved it, right? If the angels had sung this song, if they'd sung it to the wealthy people, they might have been tempted to find a way to monetize it and make a little bit of money, withhold that information until people could pay a particular price. If the angels had sung this song to the kings or to the political powers at the time, they they might have looked for a way to leverage the arrival of Jesus for power or some sort of suppression of other people. But it's on purpose that the angels come and they sing this song to the shepherds. Why? Because shepherds are regular people. And regular people, and, and you'll know this if you're a regular person too, regular people know what sometimes the arrogant and the wealthy and the powerful have forgotten. What regular people remember that others sometimes forget is that everybody's a regular person, right? If you're a shepherd, you know everybody's a regular person. And the message comes to the regular people because those those shepherds are not tempted to hold that message for the elite. They're not tempted to sell it. They're not tempted to leverage it for power. They know, like anybody else, that everybody needs the message as much as they do. There is a solidarity in their own regularness, I think. And it's why the angels come to the shepherds, because they know they're regular and they know everybody else is regular too. It says they go, they find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, and they tell everybody what they've heard. And then it says at the end that they go on singing praises to God. I'm going to invite our musicians to come back up here on stage, and we're going to sing a little bit together here as we finish our service I don't know what the shepherd's song sounded like. I don't actually know what the angel's song sounded like. But I'm guessing that the shepherd's song that they sang after seeing the baby Jesus was an attempt to try and replicate the angel's song. Maybe they remembered pieces of it and they thought, how did that song go again? Let's sing it. I'm doubting that their song was as good as the angel's, right? But it was probably a noble attempt. What I do know is that that message spread from those shepherds 
to other people and then to other people and to other people because it was for all of us. I want to remind you as we finish our worship this evening, as we celebrate Christmas together, that a Savior was born unto you. A Savior was born unto me. Regular people with our high moments and our low moments. Jesus was born for us. There is much that we have to celebrate. We find our home in Christ. We are no longer exiled. We find light in Christ, right? We find a welcome even though we are unlikely candidates. There is much for us who follow Jesus to celebrate because a Savior was born to us. And that was on purpose. If you've never put your faith in Christ, as we sing these songs together here at the close of this service, I hope that you will consider what it would take for you to give your life to Christ, to call out to him in faith and ask him to save you from sin and death and to to find peace with God.